What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart, and I'm really excited for today's show. We have a good lineup for you guys up on today's show. We'll be talking about Crisis on Infinite Earths. We're finally starting to get some details in us, and we got some surprises about who will be appearing in that crossover happening on CW. If you guys aren't familiar, they teased it uh, last last year during the Elseworlds crossover event for CW. That's Those are the shows including Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow typically is involved. Supergirl. Last year, Legends wasn't. Last year, Supergirl was involved. This year, um, Black, I'm assuming Batwoman will be involved, and Batwoman was in part of it last year. So that crossover, we got some interesting details about that. So we'll talk about that later, along with some other details regarding CW. Uh, we got some information about a new. And speaking of crossovers, another exciting crossover is happening on the Marvel side of things. We'll uh, tell you about that, and some uh, early buzz on what's happening with Joaquin Phoenix and his uh, Joker portrayal. Some people have seen it, and let's just say they're very impressed. So it should be a great show. We got Kendall's Unverified coming up. We got uh, recaps of Legion. That show's coming down to its wire. Uh, they, they were you know teasing the end of the Caesar series uh, coming up very soon. So uh, we'll, we'll recap you what we saw about these recent episodes that happened in the last three or four weeks. So it should be a good show. Joining me are my co-hosts, as always, starting with Shamari Stewart. Now, Shamari... Um, I wanted to ask you. You've been following uh, the the new show on oh, was it Amazon? The, Amazon. the, the yep. Boys, which is a, a new superhero show that really has been getting a lot of buzz, and um, I've been starting to see a lot of stuff on social media. When you told me about it before, I, I was honest. I didn't know anything about this. Um, I didn't even hear about this show coming out. I didn't know what the boys were. He doesn't watch television, man. Oh, I watched it a lot. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know because I didn't see a lot of advertising for it. But you checked it out and you're really impressed. I'm extremely impressed. I'm extremely, extremely impressed by this show. And I had just seen, I mean, I wasn't like all over the show. I, I had seen little things about it here and there. And I'm like, okay. You know, because it was coming out. They were advertising for that, advertising for other shows like the Umbrella Academy and others, etc. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll check it out. You know, I'm always on the pulse for, and it seemed kind of like a darker kind of superhero story. Yeah. So that seemed like something that would be up my alley. So I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I'll check it out. I mean, I would, I didn't think it was going to be as good as this. Mm. I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be a decent show. Maybe it'll be something that, you know, I recommend to somebody. Be like, hey, I checked this show out. It's pretty good. Whatever. This show is fantastic. Mm. This is one of, absolutely one of the best show, superhero shows on television right now. I mean, I saw, I've undoubtedly. Seen, I've seen some people say, I've seen at least one person say that. It's better than any of the shows that Marvel's done on Netflix. I see someone give it even that big praise. It is. It's up there with the best of everything that's on Netflix mm-hmm. by Marvel. I think that's. I, I think that I'd say that for certain as well. Um, I think that it is absolutely. It's that caliber. Wow. So that's why I'm. I'm absolutely, absolutely recommending it. I mean, there's scenes, even just scenes, just highlighted scenes that I've rewatched several times already. Because I'm just like these scenes are just like. It's just, it's crazy, you know? Um, I mean, I'm not going to go into spoilers, obviously. Uh, I mean, I've been talking to Kendall. I mean, there's a character named called Homelander, who's like your Captain America, Superman, uh, you know, uh, Major Glory, yeah. whatever you want to call it, your, your Mr. America. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he is just, it's just a dark version of that, you right. know? Um, uh Though it, while and while it is dark, you also get that sense of there's also kind of the anti-hero kind of thing where there's also the the sympathy. You're also at the same time sympathetic for these characters because mm-hmm. you see their backstories and everything. And it's just an extremely cynical 
take on superheroes. Yeah. Because, you know, without getting into any, you know, big spoilers, of course, there's this company called Vought that is, they're the head, there's literally head of marketing. They market these superheroes like products. Mm. These superheroes get paid. (laughs) You know, this is their job. You know, they're not just, oh, on the prowl at night, you know, doing their own thing, like Batman and Alfred. No, like, they get paid. Every, all this stuff is, is all super, like, staged. And all, it's it's crazy. It's crazy, it's like, crazy. Almost like an Incredibles vibe, uh, My Hero Academia vibe, even. Uh, I uh, I mean, I guess Incredibles 2, kind of. I'd right. say you, you can say it's kind of a mix of that. Um... Uh, so I think it's there's definitely kind of like that kind of uh, storyline, yeah, like mixed in with uh, with this, but just much 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 darker, right? Much much darker. It's absolutely for mature audiences, mm-hmm. um, you know, completely absolutely for mature audiences. Very very put very very definitely pushes the the edges of boundaries. Uh, several things and there are scenes that will turn your stomach, etc. But it is uh, really, really a fantastic show. Yeah. Well, look, man. Look, we're not getting paid by Amazon, but I would say that oh, there's absolutely. no better commercial than what Shamari gave you guys. Uh, shout out to you know, as always, good to shout out to original creators. So I do want to shout out Garth uh, Garth Ennis. Yes. Who uh, wrote the comic books? Who's been a long time comic book writer? Wrote Punisher for a very long time. Um, uh, he's the shout out, of course, the showrunners on that show. Um, uh, you know, they uh, Eric uh, Kripke uh, for Amazon. He deserves a lot of credit, obviously, as well. Yeah. And I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. And, and hopefully we could bring some kind of a commentary on the show uh, to this podcast. Because I, I didn't I, I didn't know if I'd check it out just because I'm just so busy. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of shows we watch on this show. And then I got a lot of sports to watch because of Hero Talk. I mean, Sports Talk. And, um, and then I have a life. <laughs> I have a job. I have other things. So. But um, clearly, this has gotten on my radar at the point where I feel like I, I got to bring it up. But um, Also on the show today, it's been quiet so far, but let's get him on, into the fray here. Kendall Stewart uh, also joining us today. Kendall, what are you excited to talk about today? I know you got your Unverified. Yes, we'll have some goodies for Unverified. Um, uh, some casting potential for the Batman movie mm-hmm. being thrown out there. Some, uh, some, some, some actors with some famous last names. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Um, we also have maybe some stuff for the MCU. Who will be the next big, big bad in Phase 4, Phase 5? Who's the next Thanos? Some speculation going out there on who that may be, so we will talk about that as well. Yep, so you got a great show, so let's let's uh, dive right in. Let's start off with um, with Crisis on Infinite Earths. So um, it was pretty big news that came out today um, that uh, Kevin Conroy, who if you've ever watched any cartoon narration of Batman, I'm almost certain you've heard Kevin Conroy's voice playing Batman and Bruce Wayne. Well, it turns out that he will be making his first live-action appearance as Bruce Wayne in this new uh, Batman, um, in this new, rather, Crisis on Infinite Earth five-part series coming to CW. Uh, It's really exciting. Um, That voice is iconic in terms of voice acting. I, I, talking about Mount Rushmore voice actors, I think Kevin Speed and Kevin Conroy is on there. Um, I'm putting them up with anything. Movies, television. Really? Conroy's, like just in general. Conroy's Batman is like, that's an iconic voice. And uh, now he's going to be in live action. Now he is older. He's 62. 
So, you know, and they, they've 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 said that he's playing Bruce Wayne from the future. So, how how active will he be? Are we gonna see him up in the bat suit? That seems a little unlikely, but. We are finally getting to see Kevin Conroy play Bruce Wayne, and the fact that we've seen that voice uh, for so long is it's uh, it's really exciting. And uh, Chris Williams earlier in the week confirmed that uh, Black Lightning will also be taking part in the Crisis on Infinite Earths storyline, and Black Lightning will have his first uh, interactions now with the rest of the CW Arrowverse that's being created. So big stuff happening yes. for uh, for this. Um, for this Crisis of Infinite Earths storyline, I go to Kendall first. Do you does do these announcements make you more excited to want to check out this crossover? Um, I, I mean, more excited. I want to see a trailer before I can say I'm more <laughs> excited. Yeah. Um, it, it's. I mean, I'm glad that like this is happening. It it shows that they are going to. You know, take risks, and they are going to do things. Like it's not just going to be some standard one note type of crossover. Um, with that being said, like I said, I have to see a trailer. Um, I really don't know what they're doing yet. Uh, it's still being kind of vague about the whole situation, so we'll see. But um, I mean, I would say this is this is a, a positive development. You know, seeing somebody like Kevin Conroy get his chance as, as Batman certainly going to sound like Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a Batman Beyond situation? I don't know, um, but we'll see. Uh, I am uh, interested to see uh, how Kevin Conroy uh, is live live on screen mm. as Kevin Conroy's Batman. Of course, I we we all love seeing him or hearing him rather as Batman. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I love watching seen, the featurettes. I, I've not seen him as voice. Batman. <laughs> I've seen him in interviews, <laughs> but yeah, but we we all love hearing him as Batman. It'll be very interesting to see him as Batman. Whenever I see him in interviews and it really in anything, he seems very skinny, very skinny, very bony. Um, you know, so I guess he could uh, maybe they'll have him bulk up a little bit. I don't know. Um, uh, he looks, but he does look very. Frail, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, so it'll be very interesting to, to have him uh, play Bruce Wayne, Batman, or, or Bruce Wayne. I'm guessing he's playing a Bruce Wayne that was Batman at some point. So. Yeah, like said, the way he said it was Bruce Wayne from the future. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I guess we don't know for certain. But, um, but yeah, that's, that uh, will absolutely be interesting. Be interesting. Um, and, uh, of course, I'm extremely excited to see Black Lightning interact. Uh, or any Black Lightning character interact with people from the Arrowverse. I think that's extremely exciting to me, uh, and I think it's very interesting. We're getting all these Batman, so we get we're getting this Batman. We got the Iron Glen Batman um, from uh, Titans. Mm. Uh, who's gonna be Bat? He's gonna also be Batman. Uh, Affleck. <laughs> we got we got Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Pattinson coming up. Who's gonna be Batman soon? And so we, we still have the. I mean, it's animated. We got Jason Alara voices of Batman. Right. You know. They could also made him Batman as well. Pay use Patriot. But you know, they could have mm-hmm. decided. Um Right. Yeah. You know. But it would have it would have none of the nostalgia <laughs> the nostalgia <laughs> value <laughs> that Kevin Connery presents. Right. Even younger, so you could play Batman now if you wanted, but Yeah, it definitely seems like whatever the embargo was on Bruce Wayne, it seems to have been 
eased. I, well, I was gonna say, do we feel like this? This is just a company mandate now from Warner Brothers that has has lightened up. Yes. That like yeah, that, clearly. Given you couldn't come close to doing Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I mean, even Gotham. You mentioned Bat. Yeah. Gotham you mentioned the word Bat was Batman banned until... from the CW <laughs> for like eight years. Yeah. So so I think it was the DC Universe app. Well, the DC Universe service, them realizing, like, we can't be half-measured with our DC properties anymore. Mm-hmm. If we have any way to promote them, any way to push them, mm-hmm. we'll do it. If that means we put Batman in Titans, we'll do it. If that means we put Batman in Arrow, we'll do it. Or mention Bruce Wayne in Arrow, we'll do it. Yeah. Anything to draw numbers, anything to draw eyes. I think, I think they're just trying to be smart about it. Like, you know, are you going to have a Batman in his prime you know, on right, these shows, of course. no, there's still risks that that they, <laughs> but, that right, they but, don't want to take. But there, but I mean, before it was just like you said, like you couldn't mention Bruce Wayne, you couldn't even mention Batman, you couldn't have, you a have to pretend like they didn't pass Batman, like you couldn't even do that. So the fact that they they've gone this far, they like said we're gonna see two Batman in one year on television, or at least Bruce Wayne in two years, and and, and regardless of how old the and Yankee Superman, is, I mean, yeah, like we've had multiple, yeah, Superman. now we've had Superman, Tyler Hoechlin, um, uh. And now we're gonna have Brandon Roth, who's of course still in CW. And you know, we he think that we're gonna get a Superman movie. Like, how do all those things add up? Well, I think I think that they've. It's kind of weird to me that Warner Bros. ever went down that road of saying that certain characters can't appear when they have they created our, a Flash show when they knew they were doing Flash in the movies. Yep. Like I didn't understand from that point on. I didn't know why there was a embargo and a thing stoppage on anything involving. Um, those characters, especially when to me, like, especially with Batman, I mean, you would think that like the Flash would be like a lot more difficult in regards to like your limitations in CGI to do than Batman. Right. Like the Flash, like there's only so many of those like same animation you can do before it could look very redundant, and you got they have to be you no know, Flash has to be very smart with how they use their animation, and how they they use their uh they use their CG budget. So like. The fact that, like, you would allow yourself to have, like, a Flash show that's now going on, what, is fifth season? Like, and and you didn't when you can't even mention Batman. Uh, like, it didn't make yeah. any sense. Flash is on sixth season now, right? This is six now? Devoe season four. They've done Reverse Flash, Zoom. Reverse Flash, Zoom, uh, Savitar. Savitar, Devoe. Devoe. And last season was, it was whatever it was. Yeah, and it being sad, reverse, that, yeah, but I guess it was, it, initially I was, it was the name Cicada. Cicada, Cicada right? So, yeah, so this, so we're going to now it's six season. Six season. So you go six seasons, and you allowed them to do the Flash when you're trying to do a Flash movie. Why can't you do any other things? <laughs> right. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so it was a self-imposed, and then it was, and the thing about Warner Bros. It was even beyond Batman. It was like Deathstroke had to be thrown off Arrow. <laughs> You couldn't do the suicide. Amanda Waller getting a bomb to the head. They were gonna show. They were gonna show Harley Quinn. They were like, nope, no Harley Quinn. We're taking that away. Like, you know, yeah, Amanda Waller got shot in the head by some nobody. Like, it was, like, ridiculous. I don't know. Like, I, I just don't understand why they thought that that made any sense. It was, counter, it was counterintuitive. It was, because you would think that you'd want people to, like, get excited for seeing these people. You're introducing the these properties to people showing, that don't know Suicide Squad. Right. There are people who watch EW who, like, just don't, don't know anything about Suicide Squad. Yeah. They don't know anything about these people. They're watching Arrow because... You know, they watch Emily Bett Rickards is their favorite actress. Yeah, or they you know? just like they like the CW. <laughs> yeah, properties. they just watch the CW content. They liked the 100s. They're like, oh, let me try Arrow, and they, they're like, Arrow is pretty good. Yeah, so you, why <laughs> you would like make them do shows, but with their tie, their hand tied behind their back, I don't know. It's unfortunate that we got in this late in the game 
where Arrow's ending, but finally we're on getting now Bruce Wayne. That that's that's unfortunate. But I'm happy it's happening. I'm How happy it's Conroy. Conroy. How do I feel about Conroy? Um, I mean, cl- clearly they're not gonna. Like I said they're not gonna do a Batman in his prime who can go out there and you know you know punch Two Face in the face and and you know and fight Bane. Like that's the guy we're not we're not gonna get. Like and I'm not gonna anticipate we're gonna get. But if you're gonna do something. If you're going to do something interesting and you want to use Bruce, I think it's awesome that they're using Conroy. I mean, Conroy has deserved this honor for an extremely long time. Right. And it's, the only reason he hasn't gotten it is just because Warner Brothers didn't do anything anything that wasn't live action with Batman that wasn't in the movies. Yeah. So he should have been played Batman at some point. So I'm happy that he's getting that chance. I mean, it's now, unfortunate that he's 63 now and that's when they're doing it. But I Look, I have, I have a theory. Um... Time is down for speculation. Speculation time. So unverified. Maybe yeah, early unverified. Um. So I believe the, the the president of the CW was talking about this Christ Sunday for everything, mm-hmm. and they asked him about the Arrow twenty forty spinoff, uh, or whether or not it's a possibility. He was like, "It's a possibility, but we're not really you know talking about it at this stage or whatever." But he decided to throw in, "We are talking about a new character for next season." Is there a chance that this is a Batman Beyond setup? Terry McGinnis? Terry McGinnis. Is that a possibility? We're getting McGinnis live action CW. And that's why they're doing this now. Because why introduce... I mean, they could just be doing it for the, for the you know, the fan service, you know, nostalgia of just throwing in Conroy's Batman and getting people hyped and getting eyeballs. But could they be doing this to set up something larger? I don't think so. The only reason I don't think so is because they're doing Batwoman. I was gonna say, where I feel like, that I feel like Batman Beyond would completely it. overshadow Batwoman. Yeah, that's that's one hundred. I would, I would, I do. I would, it is redundant, I would jump right also, into Batman Beyond instead of Batwoman. Yeah, I'd be like, why do I have to watch both? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they I got Bruce, I got Bruce Wayne. They, got a, they almost wear the same costume. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah like, like it would be really yeah. redundant. Yeah, similar costumes. I got I got Bruce Wayne and Terry McGinnis in the same show. Yeah. The like Kevin Conroy, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I got the Jokers. I got the uh, nah. Like that. That, that's that's the one thing I thought about. Yeah. I was like, how I, does I it kind of match with Batman? Sham. That that would or that would be weird. Like, well, look, it does. Like, just because it's weird and doesn't make sense doesn't mean CW wouldn't do it. Like anybody's right. anybody has a chance to do something that doesn't make yeah. much sense. And we talked about. But I'm just saying, Batwoman and Arrow happening in overlap, but then they got rid of Arrow immediately after that. Um. So that doesn't so right, but that was you would think point. that they replaced it with with, exactly. with Batwoman. You know, Why would you even add something right. like that? I mean, I would, unless it's totally different. Unless it's not like Batwoman at all. It's, it's only Batman in name, or it's only Batwoman. In name, I mean, you know what I mean. Uh, I just, I think to maybe me, Terry McGinnis isn't like Bruce Wayne, and that's the point of the show. I just I mean to me like I'll be honest. Like I just don't know if I trust CW enough to do Batman Beyond. Well. Wow, that's, that's strong. Strong statements from EJ. EJ's like, ah. I, got, I mean, look, look, look at their content. I mean, yeah, keep a spade look, a spade. Like, we haven't watched Legend of the Wild, but Legend is, is, is by all accounts, a very fun. People like that show. But what, what have we seen from Arrow last season? What have we seen from Flash for the last now, what, three seasons? Pretty much. But what I will say is I mean, that I mean, with I, all those shows, it's not, it hasn't been an, an inability to, to tell good stories. It, it, the problem yes, with those has. shows has been an inability. Wait, no, no, I already disagree. Well, Flash has been unable to tell a good story. Well, That's no, true. I mean, it's been an inability to tell a good story over 
the course of season upon season upon season. Like, The Flash, its first two or three seasons, especially the first two, were really good. Yeah, like, they told good stories and it was a good fit. I thought Arrow, the first two or three seasons, was really good. But eventually, you started to get redundant. You know, the, the stories started to feel the same. You know, or you try to add something new and it doesn't work. That's the problem. And that's where I say, look, if they did a Batman Beyond show, like, and it started out the, like the first two seasons of The Flash did, I would go crazy. I mean, yo, the show is incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, could it last for five, six seasons? I have my doubts. I part of me wonders whether or not all any of these shows should go past three or four seasons. The the reason they do is because they start out so good. That's where I'm like, I mean, it could be like Gotham, where it's shaky from the start. It's right. a bumpy ride through five seasons. But um, that's the one thing I, I say just, about the CW. I just think the CW, I just think part of me also goes into like the CW formula. Like, I just don't know if I want, like, I'd, I'd almost prefer, like, if you're someone going to do Batman like, Beyond. Do something be, like that on Netflix? Or I was going to say, I'd rather see it on DC Universe. I rather see their creators. See, I, I, I agree with that too. Then, then, then see CW and it's watered down, like content. Like they, they, and they've done good content. We all agree. And could that be the play as well? That's something else we we haven't discussed. Could they be trying to, to cross over even into possibly? That could be a possibility. That even makes doesn't air that on makes CW. way more sense than putting it on CW. Yeah, it's saying what's the way to bridge the gap between CW and and plus we have we know Batman that, Beyond we know, content on the stream and we know Berlanti yeah, is true. is has his hands in everything that's going it's on all his stuff anyway so. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care if I put it on the CW or the the streaming service the one thing and, yeah go ahead and we know we have we're getting the Batman Beyond remastered thing right so you, you know, know there's, there's renewed interest in that property I, I don't think it's impossible I, I think it's unlikely but I think it's unlikely too given but, but I do think that there Conroy, are a hundred superheroes that could be the odds that it's Batman Beyond. But if I were replacing a favorite on who this new character is, I would put it at Batman Beyond. It's funny because when I was watching the Comic-Con, they were talking with uh, um, who's the the guy that produces all the animated movies and he was behind uh, Oh, yeah, Bruce Timm. They were talking to Bruce Timm. Yeah. And they asked him, how would you feel about them bringing uh, Batman Beyond, doing Batman Beyond in live action? uh, And he was just like, he's like, hmm, He's like, mm. he's like, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't, I don't think I. He was just saying that how he he isn't a fan because, and he didn't he didn't explicitly <laughs> say I don't want it, don't do this, but he was just like, I mean, look, if you create something, it's yours, and you don't want anyone to tamper it, blah blah blah. And it makes me makes me wonder as well. Has someone already brought this to him, in mm. some way, shape, or if form? Talked to him about it, right? Has he been asked this before? Probably. I got. I mean, I, we talk about you know we. We, we talk about Marvel having their big board of characters and them, like, you know, probably having plans for at least, or at least discussions about all of them. Like, I I, I would be shocked if Warner Brothers doesn't... We talk about how chaotic Warner Brothers is, but if they do have some kind of similar um, process, I'd be shocked if Terry McGinnis' Batman Beyond doesn't hasn't come up yet. That's That, that to me, is there's a 0% chance for me that's happened. And that's happened. And I think that they had to have had... Serious conversations about it. I would assume that yeah, you have to talk to Bruce. I mean, I mean, the first thing that comes up to in my mind is the budget. But I mean, we got stuff like Alita: Battle Angel. I mean, that even having seen that's also too. I I almost looked unbelievable. Yeah, (laughs) that's one of the things where I wonder if it's better off as a movie. That's what everyone's calling. See, I think I I think it's better as a TV show because the show inherently was so like so much villain of the week, freaking, and also so much of it is about. 
Terry's growth. Yeah, and going and, through and, the and trials and tribulations well. of being yeah. like the next Batman. Now, and Can it's you not tell only that his growth as being Batman, but like his growth with his relationship with the Bruce. Right. And kind of, it's also about Bruce's growth. Exactly. Like Bruce learns a lot too from like you know putting his trust in someone like Terry. So can you? Can I mean I don't know. I mean you can tell it in a two-hour movie and it'd be good, but um, if you really want to do the the it's do the original justice, I think it'd be better. Um, as a television series. Well, one thing about this though is uh, one, one thing that I am excited about uh, with this crossover is they are going bold. It was one of the biggest questions we had is like, look, you're doing Crisis on Infinite Earth. That is one of the most ambitious. You go over making this. That is the most ambitious story DC has ever done. Is definitely the most iconic. So if you're gonna do that story, like with the way Arrow and Flash have have shortcutted their way through some big storylines, especially with the way Flash did Flashpoint. Like, it, it brought concern for me that this would be nothing close to what we had. But Superman's involved. We had multiple Supermen involved. Now we have Bruce Wayne involved. It, it, this is telling me, okay, they really are going to go a I long mean, this is way be Stephen to bring this close to, 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 to what we got. This is going to be Stephen Amell's endgame moment, man. Like, his endgame, yeah, Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. Like, this is his last hurrah. His I am Arrow. <laughs> I am the Green Arrow. You know, like, I mean, I mean, I'm hoping we can look back like we do at Endgame and say, like, man, like, what a great way to go out for Mel. Because Mel's a legend. He's a legend. Uh, He's no, a, zero if we had a Hall of Fame, that's the next thing we got to do. We got to do a, <laughs> a, a new generation He's Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Well, He's I mean, a first ballot. He's a first ballot. I mean, these guys aren't that old. These guys, these guys aren't old at all. But he's out of he's out of the, he's no, out of the this, game. This is his end, though. All right, I mean he's out of the he's game. Out of but, the game. But I mean the games the games very new still. A lot, <laughs> a lot of these new superhero shows. Yeah, we did a Hall of Fame. Obviously, I said Amel when once he retires after this season will be first ballot. Who are the other first ballots? I mean, Robert I mean, I Downey's first ballot. I, I haven't watched enough of the old, the old, the old heads, the old, Chris, old shows. Oh, Christopher Reeves' first. Ballot. Yeah, I, I I won't do any, I wouldn't do anybody that's like pre like ninety nine. Because like that's a whole nother. Oh. That's not new generation. No, I mean not in terms of movies, in but in terms of shows. Like I haven't watched those shows, so like, I don't know. You're not putting like what, uh, uh, Dean Cain. I I mean I, I now I like that show. That show that's used to come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's a he's all Lois and Clark or morning or at least I haven't watched enough of them to be able to to like because I can't be like okay this guy made it but that guy didn't. I don't know. I, I can't make that determination. I haven't seen enough of the show. I feel like you have. I feel like you're not giving yourself enough credit. First of all, there aren't that many superhero shows. Just period. I mean, well, I mean, hey, you go on DC Universe, that's quite a bit. There's a Supergirl show. I didn't even know there was a Supergirl show. Yeah. There's a Supergirl show. <laughs> that was a TV show? I thought it was a there's movie. A, no, just a TV show. Probably both. There's a Supergirl <laughs> TV show. I know there's a movie. I didn't know about a TV show. But there's there's a bunch of stuff that I didn't even know existed. I, I think you'll be all right. <laughs> I, think wow. you, I think you'll be all right. Uh, all we know is that George Clooney is not getting in. Nah, we don't, nah. Got, he, we don't got a spot for him. Nah, <laughs> he's not a Hall of Famer. He had a nice career, but yeah, not no, a Hall of Famer. Not, not a Hall of Famer. Neither is Val fan. Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer, yeah, he's, not getting, he's not getting no love. No nah. Hall of Famer for him. He, made, he got the money. You, you know, <laughs> glad for him. He had a nice career. But <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that'd be a good idea. I think we should talk yeah. more about that. But um, we'll see what happens. Shout out to CW uh, for, for, for putting this stuff together. And um, and I really hope they deliver. Because when you do Christ on Infinite Earths, Especially for the people that watch CW, watch this show, watch these shows. These are, besides your CW, just low loyals. They're just going to be extremely, extremely, shout out to John uh, John Schnepp, sweaty people. They just, they're hardcore, hardcore fans of watching Arrow. 
season eight or wherever we are on the last season. So if you're going to do Christ on Heaven Earth, you got to deliver in a way that's going to make fans like us happy. Oh, actually, and, you're right. It is a movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that's a movie. <laughs> oh, no, I was like, yeah, I, said, yeah, I don't remember a world TV show. I was like, that don't sound right. That's something I feel like I would know. I would have checked that out. Like a movie I didn't check out, so I'm like, this. I don't even watch that. I heard it's yeah. awful. But show, I'm like, a show? I want to at least see a couple episodes. <laughs> see, how did they do a show, Supergirl, in 1990, whatever they did, 1985? Um, so, nah, I, I hope that uh, I hope that they find a way to, 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 to make this uh, fruitful. But um, speaking of crossovers, uh, this week Marvel confirmed that uh, indeed the characters from Freeform's Cloak and Dagger will appear on the new season of Runaways debuting in December. We had a joint announcement from both shows on Instagram. Um, We talked about this thoroughly. We knew that this was something that uh, both casts and both shows wanted. Um, It seemed like it was only a matter of time. We talked about this last week, right? Yeah, we did. So and now it's know, we debated Hulu or Freeform it will be Hulu. Yeah, now we know it's gonna be a Hulu Runaways episode. A, Runaways episode. Runaways episode. Yes. So now that we know that that's the case, uh, Sham, uh, what are you, what are your thoughts? Are you happy with how this played out? How this is gonna be set up? I'm happy with how this played out. I mean, I'm just glad this is happening. I'm glad it's happening. Um, I'm glad the cast wants it to happen. Um, I think that. I think it's I think it's good that this, um, uh, that this is a uh, something that's not going to be in the uh, cloak and though I, I wonder how it's going to affect cloak and dagger if it's going to affect their show at all their next season. Um, some people are some people is funny watching the reaction. Some people are just, uh, the cloak and dagger fans are just like, "Whoa, where's season three? You haven't announced season three. You're not some crossover. <laughs> Relax. But yeah, part of me is like, if they're announcing a crossover, obviously season three is going to happen. <laughs> they're not going to do a crossover and then cancel the show." That's absolutely not going to happen. So, um, but it's interesting. I, I, uh, I don't, uh, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's very interesting that this is happening. It's happening in, in, in Cloak and Dagger, and it's not going to, seemingly isn't going to be affecting, or, or it's happening in, in the Runaway side. Right, right. And it seemingly isn't going to be affecting uh, Cloak and Dagger, uh, Cloak and Dagger's next season at all. Yeah. Um, I, so I wonder if it'll lead into the next season at all. Or if it'll just be a complete one-off story that's not going to be acknowledged, or or it's just going to be something that's going to happen and then be concluded and then not have to be brought up at all, uh, ever again. Yeah, I kind of feel like it'll be one of those things that's like it'll be relevant to what is happening in Cloak and Dagger, like their but, journey. Yeah, but it's not canon to like it's not like they're going to be like like something's going to happen no way going to break their arm and like they'll be in a sling for the rest <laughs> right. of the season yeah, cuz right. what happened in runaway you want to find out what happened go to go to hulu <laughs> you know right. i you know i think it'll be like you know the theme seems to be like they'll be on the road and one of the spot the stops will be la and that'll be in the runaways my 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 interpretation mm, of this right and there may be other stops in the, in the next season and they may be in texas for one episode or you know, may go to new york you know i hope they allude to it in the next season of Cloak and Dagger. Uh, I'm I'm sure they may be they'll an do, Easter egg. Right? You know, they're in the like same universe. Allied or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they... they <laughs> Look, we've seen dinosaurs. You know, you know maybe something like that. Right. right. They've... Uh, the dinosaurs exist. Or whatever. I mean, they threw out Luke Cage. When they threw out Luke Cage, I was like, yo. Yeah, Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. crazy. I'm still bugging about that. But, like... Um, so, yeah, there, there might be allusions to it, but... Um, I don't think it would... I still don't think it would be anything where, like, if you if you... 
want to enjoy Cloak and Dagger, you have to watch this Runaways episode. I think it's going to be, you know, good fan service to have these two these two characters. It might be a good episode, and I think it'll be very relevant to obviously what happens in Runaways. Um, and we talked about it last week. It makes sense from a, you know, network perspective, from a Disney perspective, to put the two characters with the ensemble cast versus adding the ensemble cast to the two characters. Right. So, yeah. and it makes sense, it. and it's and it's going to make sense because I assume there are more eyeballs on Hulu than there are on Freeform. Right. So, if you want to get people to go to Freeform, this is a good way to do it. There are people just like there are people who are loyal to um, CW. Like I'm, they're, I'm sure you know. I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't think it's a big percentage, but I'm sure there's a small percentage of Runaways audience that are just people who who like original Hulu content and checked it out and really liked it. So you know, if you introduce these new characters and they they they, sh- I'm, I, I, it would be smart for them to do a very big commercial, trying to say, hey, by the way, <laughs> these characters are on Freeform. I'm sure it'll be something before the episode or after the episode. Um, I think I heard something saying. I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I thought I remember them saying it's gonna be on Hulu and Freeform. I could be wrong about that, but I thought I saw that somewhere. Um, uh, maybe that was a press release. Huh? Maybe I don't know. Maybe. I could be wrong. I could have made that up. But regardless, I know it's definitely on Hulu, and uh, and that makes a lot of sense to get people those eyeballs and say, "Oh, what's on Freeform? Let me check that out." So, uh, for the most part, I'm o- I'm okay with this. Um, I, I did think it made the most sense for them to appear on uh, Runaways. I just, I guess the only thing for me is that, like I said before last week, you know, the Runaway storylines are just so good, and it's rare that they have throwaway episodes. That that's the only thing for me was that I kind of hoped that maybe it would just be like a two-hour special. That was my, that's how I would have done it, because I just felt like the Runaway story is so. It's just it's it's it's, it's, it's all these the, the last two seasons have been really strong, and it's because they haven't really deviated too much from the story. They haven't said, oh, let's do an episode that has nothing to do with the story. Like, so the fact that, I mean, it's a, maybe they, now they could do this episode and have it be really tied to the story and just run with the Kogan that are in there. I just know a lot of times because the way these crossovers work, they tend to just be kind of like filler episodes. Yeah. They're exciting. They're fun. They're, uh, they're, they're awesome, but they're fan service. Mm-hmm. So they end up not really going towards anything. So that's the only thing. That's the only takeaway. If there's any negative for me, was like I kind of wish they would have just made it. Hey, we're doing a two-hour special that happened maybe at the end of the season uh, that goes into the next season for Runaways and maybe begins a new season for Cloak and Dagger. That's what I. That's how I would have done it because Cloak and Dagger starts in, in the spring normally. So yep. you could have ended the Runaway season and had whatever the you know have something to be like had that that story be that story with the Cloak and Dagger people be the sequel. Between the 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 prequel so to speak or the right. uh, epilogue to the next season they didn't want to do that probably because this they, they have big episodes they have big plans for the season and perhaps how they end the season it wouldn't make sense for them to do something anything before how the new season starts but nonetheless uh, i like both of these shows i love the runaways i think cloak and dagger is a show that's steadily improving um i think and i and what i do like is the the actors that play tandy and tyrone are extremely likable and mm-hmm. um I would love to see those characters interact with the Runaways, so it's a it's a win for me for that regard. Absolutely, I I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, I hope that and I also hope this isn't a one off. Honestly, same. I hope same. that this yeah. is something. Yeah, that, I hope not. Because uh, I feel like a lot of people that watch the Runaways that aren't familiar with Cloak and Dagger, I'm gonna like those characters. Yeah, so it's gonna be like, oh, I hope they bring back Tandy and Tyrone. You know, I hope they, I hope you know they're 
they're a part of the show again at some point or something. And I think they can find a way to do that. And, I mean, if you've seen the uh, episode of Ultimate Spider-Man with Cloak and Dagger, like, that's kind of kind of what I imagine it's going to feel like. Where, like, you know, same age kind of thing. Like, they kind of do their own thing, have their own chemistry, mm. and their own way of interacting with each other that, like, you know, the runaways have to adjust to and account for. So that should be interesting. I could see Molly and... uh and Tandy really, I can see Molly looking up to Tandy and being like, "That chick is, that chick's a badass." <laughs> I don't want to be like her, right? Um, I can just see the interactions working out really well, you know. Yeah, I can see Tandy just like having really good interactions with like everyone. Yeah. I can, like I can think of like the lines that she would throw at every single one of them, and they, I could they all would be really funny. Um, I'm just excited. I I, I bring this smile on my face. Cause I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a a, a fun experiment and a fun. A fun episode again. All right, my only hope is that a, is that it's not. Uh, <laughs> what you would call it? I don't remember what the girl's name was, but the 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 blonde girl from uh, Runaways. Um, I don't know if you guys remember her name. But uh, regardless, what her name? Why can't I remember her name? Yeah, either the actress's name I think is Virginia Gardner. But regardless, her character and Tandy uh, is like the Spider Man meme. They're, they're pointing at each other. Pointing at each other. <laughs> I had to get that joke in there, but um. I'm gonna stop talking, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was it. Try to find out who uh, this character is. So but um, bump. Carolina, there you go. Carolina, yeah, of course. Carolina, you know, comes, I'm gonna stop talking. But um, <laughs> while, while we're all trying to find out, okay, let's. I had look, the, look, I gave you the punchline. Punch <laughs> all right, that was that was a you know you do an alley oop to the to the stands <laughs> and then didn't get back on defense. <laughs> That's yeah, what that was. Right. No, they didn't flagrant foul the guy who tried to get the ball and then bounce with it. Um, yes, this should be a fun crossover. I'm excited to see it and um. And we'll see how uh, how they how they execute it, but I think it could be really good. Moving on now, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal of Joker will get him nominated for an Oscar. That is according to a source who spoke to Ace uh, Award Aces, Eric Weber. Shout out to Award Aces. I don't know if we ever out. ever did a story from them. I don't. I don't. I, I, they did. We haven't. I don't remember it. So that's the first time they get mentioned on this show. So shout out to them. Uh, their uh, their their web editor, Eric Weber, apparently. Talked to someone who has seen the Joker movie and said uh, Phoenix's performance is dark, disturbing, and unforgettable, and that uh, he is indeed going to be a shoo-in for an Oscar nod. A shoo-in. Um, I said shoo-in. Yeah, was, um, right, that wasn't in the tweet. Okay. But it just said he will be nominated, so it's about to be telling you you're They're not misquoting anybody. Um, yes, I, I added that for anyone who's asking. So, but yeah, I mean, to me, when you say someone's going to be nominated, and you're saying that's a shoe in. Right, right, right. That's, pretty bold, that's a bold statement. Yeah, equally will, bold. Not saying he's going to have a chance. It's like he will be nominated. Uh, so, Sham, do you think that, uh, do you believe this, uh, this account? That uh, just from watching this, that he's definitely going to be an Oscar nominee because of this? Uh, I believe it. I believe it. From what I've seen, I'm going to Vegas now. I'm putting my, my money on an Oscar nomination. <laughs> Bet Joaquin on it. Phoenix. Bet on it. Not. Nah, what's the what's but, the um, what's the line? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, from what I've seen already, I can already tell that this is going to be a very special, uh, a very very fascinating movie. Um, and this is that this is going to be an actor led movie. Like this is all this whole movie is the performances, and and the story. 
you know, this the story to some degree as well. Right. But the performances are what's going to really drive home this movie. Absolutely, one hundred percent convinced of that. Um, so this is the type of movie that you get the actors that won an Academy Award, or the actors that won just just blow people away. This is the kind of movie that that is, and that's probably how Todd Phillips got Joaquin Phoenix to even want to be involved. Yeah, I believe he did several interviews, and we talked about it on the show that he wanted to do a different take, and he wanted to, he likes these kind of crazy, interesting roles. Every and everything we've heard, you know, Joaquin Phoenix originally remember he had no interest because he heard of the superhero movie. Right, he had to be convinced. Yeah, yeah, and we we've heard this movie. I still go back to the the I don't remember who it was or what who said this, but when they were talking about you know this movie, nothing like what you expect. You know, whatever you think this movie is gonna be, it's gonna be totally different. And I'm like, this is after the trailer. Like, what? Well, we were hearing that stuff when we were seeing that like footage that was getting leaked. They were like, yeah, yeah exactly. That might be dummy footage. Yeah, everything that you're seeing like, might not even be in the movie. I'm like what? <laughs> right. So I, I mean, this this movie. I mean, I told Shamari a couple weeks ago that might have been last week. This was post Spider-Man. I was like, no, this is not even post Spider-Man. This was post Comic Con. This was like last week. I told Shamari. Yeah, like the Joker movie out of any movie that we know confirmed is the movie I want to see the most right now in in, in the industry. Mm. You know, more than anything Marvel announced at Comic-Con, mm. more than anything the DCEU's got up their sleeve, this Joker movie had a chance to be an endgame level type of movie while while ha- having, you know, half the budget. You know, a ten percent of the budget, of the, maybe ten percent of the scale. Of course, exactly. And I told Shamari, what's great about that is that, or what's great about this movie is that, like, coming off of Endgame, this is the perfect movie to be like coming off Endgame and then Spider Man, which is obviously kind of like an attachment to Endgame. But like coming off those two movies, this is the perfect movie to kind of be a, 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 a tone shifter, you know, a change sure. of pace. To remind comic book fans, and not comic book fans, because we're going to see these movies regardless, but the general public, that not all superhero movies are endgame. You right. know, some super, there are going to be superhero movies, because you're not going to get another endgame for another 10 years, probably. There are going to be superhero movies that are grounded in story, grounded in character, and act, and, and, and performances real, and of the acting, and, the, and realism. And Marvel, a lot of their movies that they announced are going to be more grounded. You know, some of them, you know, Doctor Strange will probably be a little out there. You know, Thor, we'll see what happens with that story. But, you know, even that one might be a little more grounded in terms of the story. But, like, they're not going to be relying on superhero tag team movies, you know, or superhero, you know, team-up movies. It's going to be... Yeah, or these big ensemble. Exactly, these giant ensemble ensemble movies. Neither is DC at this point. So people have to kind of get convinced, why should I go see Black Widow? Well, if you saw Joker... You know that the movies don't have to be Endgame to be great. But they could be, uh, yeah. They, they could be better or better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, right. so this, I, I mean, I'm very happy to hear this. You know, I'm super excited because when they announced this movie, I was like, I didn't care. I was like, uh, yeah, we talked about it on the show. Was, we all were, we all had a lot of skepticism. Yeah, I was yep. like, I mean, I mean, it's great to hear Scorsese and Todd Phillips' name. You know, Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, I, I don't know what you think, but. Um, I mean everything that we've seen at this point. I mean, I mean I'm so excited for this movie. Yeah, I mean I, I think can't there's remember. Be a twist. I can't remember the last time there has been a movie to me that's a, a a guaranteed home run. Yeah, like 100. Um, 
I felt that way about Logan, but I was not in the majority. Yeah, I, yeah, I was skeptical. I think that a lot of people didn't know what to make. <laughs> it was X-Men. Some people didn't know what to make. <laughs> I think people didn't know what to make of it. <laughs> I, mean, I knew they weren't playing around. I was like, no, this I was like, is going Have you seen the last crazy. two Wolverine movies? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I ain't but, going to do the drink. Well, that was the last one for me, and I can't tell you what the last one may. Maybe Infinity War, I guess. I, I mean, I like, like yeah, of course, be. like, you know, the Endgame Infinity War, like, you don't even know what's going on in those movies, and you're very, very yeah. confident. You know, the quiet right. confidence, but, like, in terms of, like, something that's so much off the beaten path. Yeah. That's not, like, a stereotypical type of movie. Right. To be so Especially the, the non-ensemble movies. Right. Yeah, you know? Like, like, cause Civil War is also an ensemble movie. I would say that, yeah, I knew that was going to be crazy, but, like. A solo movie? I can't think of the last time. Besides Logan. That was I the mean, only one for me. I know, had, like, Dark Knight, we were very excited. You know, and that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah that was a long and time was, ago. And 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 that told I'll be me. fair. To be fair, I was very I was wrong. Well, I won't say I was in time. I, I liked the movie, but I was also very confident in Dark Knight Rises, and you know that one that didn't live up to expectations. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, live it was up to a, yeah. It's a good movie for those who keep yeah. always wanting to talk about bad. It was. It was not a bad. Yeah, movie. it was a yeah. good movie. I can, just, I can watch it right now and enjoy it. Just it just wasn't nearly as good as it we thought it was gonna be. Right. So um, I, you know, but but I mean, this movie to me it just seems like it's guaranteed, and uh, I I, I believe I believe that. Phoenix's portrayal is probably outstanding. He is uh, one of the best actors we have in the world, you know. So, so if he's signing on to do something like this, he's not wasting his time. And I see when Todd Phillips and Scorsese are assigned to projects, they're not wasting their time. Yeah. So, uh, you have a character that's so tormented and so twisted, but also such a blank slate. That's what kind of that gives you. You know, sometimes people look at that as a disadvantage, but I think for uh, creators like Phillips and Corsese and, and and Phoenix, that actually is an advantage. When you got someone like that, such a, a blank slate, uh, and you just got to get them to a destination. I mean, the, those guys can tell stories and bring stories to life in the ways that just that nobody else can. You know, you're talking about elite talent. So, do I? It's surprising that elite talent got together with a blank slate and an amazing character and made something fantastic. No, it's not surprising. Um, it's exciting because this is obviously we all have an extremely vested interest in the Joker character as people who love superheroes, love comics, love Batman. Um, but I think that now hearing that, you know, there's already one person saying that, yeah, this guy, get this guy an Oscar or get him to the Oscars for this performance. Um, it's got me excited. Now, I do have to ask this question because I asked myself the question. Do we feel like this excitement for phoenix's portrayal has anything to do or is being buoyed by heath ledger's performance and death so you think it's, you think that's giving that a, a, a jump yes interesting i, I think so too really so i think i think that i feel you would have the opposite. Oh, well, i, I think, don't know about it I, well, uh, I don't know about his death necessarily but i think his performance absolutely because i think that people are, are going to look at this character with more respect and i think that with more respect becomes more um props if you do a great yeah, job more positive reaction right and, and i think that because people thought ledger was so untouchable like i mean when that happened remember we said a lot of people were saying at the time like i don't know how you bring the joker back onto the screen I think that's why. What I will say and, is, and I think it, I, I gave Leto no chance. I don't know. I don't know about the reaction, or like I mean, 
or what this gentleman, the source who claims that it's, it's great. What I will say is I think that's definitely why they're doing the movie. I think Ledger, without Ledger's performance, I don't think we get a Scorsese, I agree with Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker. I agree, I agree with that. I, so, it, even if, you know, the, and we'll see, you know, if it does get, or if and when it does get that nod, I think part of it will, you know, I do agree that the, the, the legacy of the Joker character from The Dark Knight is always going to be hovering over this character. Mm-hmm. The comparisons will be made. I mean, I told you guys, might have been on the show, but it's definitely off air. I thought Joaquin Phoenix had no chance to match what Ledger did. Mm-hmm. I was like, no way, no how. Shout out to Rob Parker. <laughs> Shout out to Rob Parker. <laughs> Shout out. You know, there's no way he will be matching Heath Ledger. He, that bar was set too high. We shouldn't even be using it to, to judge this movie. But at this point, with the, the hype, I mean, them bringing it to these film, film festivals, trying to put it out for Oscar season... Got people talking about it's definitely an Academy Award nominated character. I mean, I, at this point, that is the bar. At this point, hey, can he beat Joker? Can he beat Ledger? I should say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm still not convinced. But what's so amazing about it is that we don't know anything about this movie. Nope. The trailers tell you Jack Squat. The movie's gonna be totally different. I don't know how long he's going to be this Arthur Fleck character and how long he'll be the Joker. I get the vibe that he's going to be the Joker for most of the movie, which could be... I have no which idea. Which would be a twist. Which is, which, like which the, is why the, it's crazy. I, the trailer I don't know. I can't and, say one like way The trailers yeah. and like the marketing and... Leans you to more Arthur Fleck. Yeah, you think like this is going to be a story about Arthur Fleck's demise and by the end of the movie, he you know he has a scene where he's a Joker or even 30 minutes as, as a Joker, but... I have a feeling like this is going to lean like 60% Joker, 30%. Or 66, 30, 30. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My math was off. <laughs> um, but I think two-thirds of this movie will be the Joker, which I think it's the only way he can top Ledger. Because Ledger was the Joker for the whole movie. He didn't play a, a Jack Napier character or an Arthur Fleck character. Mm-hmm. If If this guy is Arthur Fleck for three-fourths of the movie... I mean, that character could be great, but am I going to give him that jo- that ledger praise? So, that, I mean, this is going to be fascinating, man. I, I haven't been more excited for a comic book movie since Endgame, which wasn't that long ago. But um, more excited for this than Spider-Man, which sounds crazy. But, um, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I just want to see good art, man. Especially something non-Marvel. Because as much as I love Marvel, like, I, I love competition. You know, yeah. I love... You know, I don't. Lo- I don't like monopolies. You know, yeah. it's why Madden, you know, has gotten worse. It's why Two K has been good for the most part. You know, even though NBA Live is a fake monopoly, but we're getting, or it's a fake, it's fake competition. I should say. Yeah. But regardless, I, I feel like competition it, it breeds, you know, success. It yeah. breeds iron sharpens iron. Content, good content. So, you know, I'm happy that this Joker movie seems like it's gonna be good. Um. When's it coming out? October. 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 Comic Con weekend. So. Whew. Uh, what, a, what, what a difference a year. Yes, makes. exactly. Because last year we had Venom, Venom. coming out on Comic Con. <laughs> this is gonna be nothing like Venom, in all the best ways possible. Um, we got Kendall's unverified coming up, but Sham, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I mean, again, my excitement for this movie is extremely high, and I think that. You know, and why I asked the question about Ledger's legacy, um, 
impacting this. I just feel like also the idea that it's not mentioned often that certain individual characters should be nominated for Oscar Oscar nominations for superhero movies. For it was unlikely that anything, as far as any movie, individual, anything in terms of Oscars from superhero movies. But now, when you hear, when I hear before the movie even comes out, it's like, this guy deserves an Oscar. That's me. It strikes me to, okay, what Heath Ledger did, because Heath Ledger got an Oscar. Uh, he won an Oscar. And and the fact that for a superhero movie, someone jumped that far immediately told me that I felt like, not to say that he's hyping, I don't think he's hyping up Joaquin's performance, because there are plenty of performances you can argue in a lot of superhero movies that just didn't get the praise that they deserved because they were superhero movies. I'm just saying that I think uh, because of that, that's going to help the right. way it becomes Phoenix's campaign. And I think that this movie is everything it's supposed to be and says it will be. I think he will get an Oscar nomination because he's Joaquin Phoenix and because of Heath Ledger and that legacy he leaves behind. I mean, I think that, uh, I definitely think that Ledger, Ledger's performance is is going to help uh, Joaquin Phoenix's, uh, uh, his, his, I guess, the case to be made. Yeah. Or the, the would-be case to be made for him to get an Oscar. Um, because now people are paying more attention to the character. They're taking it more seriously. Uh, they're comparing him to someone like Heath Ledger now. Um, and if he does, as fantastic as these people that have seen him believe that he has done, uh, then he more than likely will, I think, I think, uh, be nominated. And I think the fact that this movie uh, is not really a superhero movie, I don't really consider this a superhero movie, mm. even though it, it, it's based on a supervillain right. and his origin. Uh, you know, we're not going to see Batman running around with a cape. Yeah. We're not going to see anybody yeah. running around with a cape in this movie. This is about this guy. This is going to be what I or what I think is going to be a, just a tragic story about how this guy's life uh, just ended up being completely uh, ruined, um, uh, and uh, just kind of how his mind kind of deteriorates into what he when he becomes the Joker. Right. So. Um, so yeah, I really, I, uh, but I'm with you. I am absolutely looking forward to this movie. I think this movie could be, uh, y- y- up there with Endgame when it comes to best movies of, uh, the decade, even, uh, when, the decade. when, when those, when those lists come out, I mean, look, I mean, Joker, I mean, Logan's I mean, this, on those lists, so. yeah. Logan's on the list. I mean, it, this movie could be up there. This movie absolutely could be I up mean, there. look, I, I'm gonna put it out there now and this is gonna be. High praise. I could be getting shot down right, by the time. By the time, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> this will be the goat. No, I'm joking. Uh, um, but <laughs> all right, I think this is gonna get nominated for an Academy Award as a movie. Mm. So mm. I'm just gonna say that now. My okay. bold, bold prediction. Bold prediction. We'll heard it here. You heard it here right, first. Bold prediction. We'll, we'll be nominated mm. for an Academy Award, and which at that point could put it as the goat. That'll be a whole nother conversation. So you're saying, so you're saying, best picture, or you're saying just any best movie? picture? Okay, best picture nomination. All right, there you have. Speaking of first, you heard it here first from Kendall. We got unverified. Yes. Kendall, what we got this week? What do we have this week? Good question, uh, my good friend EJ. So we're gonna start out. Obviously, I mentioned that you know there is a uh, there's conversations being had amongst Warner Brothers about um, a certain actor who could be playing a certain character in the Batman. That actor is J.D. Washington, John David Washington. Uh, you'll know him from Black Klansman. 
Uh, you'll know him from Ballers, aka Ricky Jarrett. Uh, Ricky Jarrett. Ricky Jarrett. Um, or you'll know him from uh, being the, the fact that he's Denzel Washington's son. But regardless, uh, and I believe he's going to be in this new Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet. Yes, um, as you can see, the progression in his in, in his career he started out with Ballers, like his first big break. Then did you know Black Klansman? Now he's doing Tenet coming out next year. Um, it seems like the next thing on his list is going to be that blockbuster, you know, summer movie or that blockbuster superhero movie, for example, action movie. Um, could it be Batman? I mean, that would make sense. Um, he's becoming, he's on a list, but he, again, the fact that he's Denzel Washington's son makes him a huge name already in Hollywood. Uh, the word from Geeks Worldwide, who were saying that Warner Brothers and uh, Warner Brothers and the people working on the Batman are eyeing him to play a certain character, they're speculating that that character is Harvey Dent. Now we have had a black Harvey Dent in the past. You know, shout out to Billy D. Williams, mm. aka Lando. So it wouldn't be that polarizing. It wouldn't be that you know, whoa, they're making Harvey Dent black. What? You know, in 2019, I think we'll get over that. Um, I mean, listen. I mean, given these, given these, given these, these nerds a lot of credit. These, these right wing nerds, <laughs> a lot of credit. No offense to any right wing nerds, I guess. That, <laughs> yeah, that I mean, listen to our I'm podcast. Not, not going but, there. But I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of the hateful petitions out there being it, started yeah. out of nowhere. I, mean, I don't. Th- I personally don't think. You know, if we if we're gonna go on that topic, I don't think that that would be that big a deal. Like, not from my perspective, but just I don't think people will talk about it. Right. But again, maybe maybe I'm giving them too much. Credit. I mean, look, but, I, I didn't think Rose Tico would be a know. big deal, but I mean, <laughs> I mean fair enough. Very Shout enough, out enough. to Imperial Broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, moving on uh, to some possibly other, uh, I guess this now this I think could be more controversial potentially. Um, but John Carlo Esposito, he's an actor. Uh, you may yeah. know him from Breaking Bad if you're a Breaking Bad fan. Uh, I know him from the get down. You know he's a good actor. Shout out uh, to also uh, don't forget um, uh, do the right thing. There you go, do the right he's, thing. He's bug out. So, you know John Carl Esposito apparently is being eyed, according to MCU Cosmic, for a uh, role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the word is that he could be playing a big bad. Um, they were throwing out that there is a. You know, his age range fits the the casting description for a benefactor who they who they said would be a villain potentially going somewhere in a Marvel movie. They're speculating could he be playing Norman Osborne? Mm. Norman Osborne, John Carl Esposito. And I think that would be more controversial than <laughs> JD Washington playing Look, man, Harvey Dent. Have you seen have but, you seen Norman Osborne's waves? Only a black man can get waves. Hey, fair. Go on. Let's keep going on. Man, his, 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 his hair, his his Caesar is wavy. <laughs> you know, John Carl Esposito. But how is it red? He, though? he can pull he can pull up that wavy look. I don't know. How is it red? I don't know. That's why he that's why he wore the 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 the, the purple hood. Yeah, the purple that's, that's, a, that's, that's a that's a that was a ski cap, man. We didn't even realize the whole time. You thought it was you thought it was just part of the costume. He was keeping them keeping them keeping that uh keeping that dark season wavy. Um, uh, John Carl Esposito is a great actor. Um, I think he could be the benefactor makes sense, but I can also see him being. 
I'm, and they call me crazy. I can see him being someone like Galactus. His voice, he kind of has a larger than life presence, especially if you watch him in Breaking Bad. I can absolutely see him be see him being some kind of extremely big cosmic being. But I could also be, see him being someone like uh, Osborne, like the guy who in the face of the public looks like a normal upstanding man, but like is tormented and tortured behind the scenes through his like own search for uh, for perfection. I could totally see him being either of those guys. Um, I mean, the Norman Osborn, I think, is very interesting. Yeah, I think that's interesting, too. I think that's very, very interesting. I think that would be very cool. Um, uh, I, I mean, I don't know about Galactus. I feel like he, I feel like almost anybody could be Galactus, potentially, um, just because of he's so, he's so, like, CG. <laughs> and just, you know, you can do whatever effect you need to do with the voice. You just need someone who's willing to play the <laughs> You just need Feige to be willing to just create Galactus. And they'll be able to find somebody to do it. Um, but yeah, either way, I'm, I'm interested in seeing him play any role. So I, I'm glad they're looking at him. Um, speaking of Galactus, Jeremy Conrad from NTU Cosmic also says that Marvel has plans for Galactus and Tyrant in the MCU. Whatever that means. Has plans. I'm sure they do. But... Uh, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure they're on the whiteboard. Yeah, I'm sure they're on the whiteboard. You know, Tyrant isn't isn't the uh, the more obvious choice like like Galactus is. You know, he's a you know Galactus Silver Surfer connected character, but mm-hmm. not somebody right. that's like obviously a list. So right. I guess that that is of note, I guess. But um, the fact that they have plans for Galactus does that mean Galactus is the next big bad in the MCU? Um, Kevin Smith, uh, who we mentioned early in the podcast, uh, seems to think so. He 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 went on. Uh, he thinks that this he thinks that uh, the MCU is building to Galactus being the the next guy. He said it on his podcast. So, and I mean, Galactus would fit that. He fits that like Thanos level threat. Like, how do you top Thanos? I mean, there's really only a few people, if that, that you can do. And Galactus would be one of the people. Um, Galactus is just so he's so like overarching and so powerful. Like, what made Thanos so awesome as a villain was his ability to like actually scrap with our yeah, heroes and, and, with sh- and show how like Power better he was than all yeah. of them. That's the only thing about Galactus that always concerns me about doing a movie. And I don't know if I've ever even voiced this concern, but it is a concern I've had. Is just like how do you. Like, I, I just don't know if I want a guy who's tall. just, like, yeah, who's, like, millions of feet just tall. Man, just tall in the Looking planet, over the earth. Just a humanoid. Yeah. Just a human. Yeah. Like, well, just, you know, like, Marvel shooting beams at him. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, we know how powerful he is, but how do you make that point for, for like, you know, for, for, for the Unless for they do Now, of course, he can shapeshift. He can go Yeah, I was going to say, they could do the, scrap, the ego but like, thing. But the ego of the planet. Right. And then they just made him Kurt Russell. But I, I I wasn't that crazy about it didn't how really work. how how that ended. I liked the movie. I didn't think the last act was the greatest. Right. So I don't know if I want to see something like that again. But like Kendall kind of said, Galactus seems to be primed for that kind of story, that kind of last act. And we just saw how great the Thanos last act was, and a lot of it stemmed from him being 
like he's large and everything, right? But like him being earth an earth sized kind of person who can go on there and like scrap with Captain America and scrap with Iron Man and Galactus. How do you bring that to, uh, to to the to the to the live action scene? That's my only question. How do you feel? That's my question as well. That's my question as well. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I want to see just, uh, just a guy just looking over, you know, the earth. just looking just his face. Yeah, if you're into Galactus, you, you're probably gonna have to like, nerf him. And at that point, are you even doing Galactus? I mean, like, are you gonna make him shorter? Are you gonna make him, you know, smaller? Are you gonna make him not a complete planet eater? I mean, at, at that point, he's not Galactus, and that's what they have to kind of work through. Yeah, I, I, I keep, go- I keep saying that I think. I do want to see Galactus. I you you want to tie into Silver Surfer and the Fantastic Four. You can eventually get to Galactus. That uh, for me that would that would be like eight years down the line, eight nine years down the line, like Thanos was. But for me, I think the villain for like the next two phases for me would be Doctor Doom. I would I would position Doctor Doom, maybe even Magneto if you want. If but I don't. It doesn't seem like the X Men are any, are anywhere close to where we're gonna have Magneto the big bad. But I. Like Nino, Norman Osborn. Yeah, I mean, that it would be wild if they did all three of them as just like a triumvirate. That would be wild, but that's a whole another option at some point. Mm. But the fact that like you do have like Magneto and Doom now in the MCU, both like you know Titan level villains in their own right, and now you got Norman Osborn potentially in the MCU, another guy huge. I mean, they have options. I don't think it has to be this, all right, now we did Thanos, let's go even larger. I mean, Thanos snapped half the world out of existence. Like, how much stronger and more powerful can you get? You know, part of me thinks they should contain who the next big bad is and make it a more mental, personal battle Mm. for the Marvel superheroes and even like this. But then at the same time, why do you need 20 superheroes to fight Doctor Doom? Yeah, you wouldn't. You know, you wouldn't. But yeah, the only way you would it would be it would be similar to the first Avengers movie with Loki. It would have to be he, he some kind of crazy he established army. Some, kind yeah. of army, some kind of army, which he could alliance. do. He's exactly. done it a lot, but yeah. but still, like that would, that would be bots. difficult. <laughs> I, I, the one thing about Galactus I would be excited for is we got to get Silver Surfer back in the movie, man. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was good in the last one. We got yeah, him, and yeah. like with the CGI we have now, and like. To me, like that's that's why I would be fine with them giving a shot, glasses a shot, just because I know that means that we we would likely have a shot at finally seeing Silver Surfer. You know, I I would love to see Silver Surfer as a Phase Five movie. You know, assuming we 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 the Guardians, you know, what their status is after the third movie, like you're trying to in, continue the cosmic element of the uh, Marvel universe. I would love for them to 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 look into to to Silver Surfer. And we know with Nick Fury being in space that there are plenty of space adventures to be had. I hope that uh, the Silver Surfer is uh, part of that. Anyway, any any other any more Kendall? Um, or is that, no, is that, I mean that, that's, you know Ryan Reynolds teased you know Deadpool five, but we're not Deadpool five. He teased Deadpool phase five. in the fe- in okay, phase five. Ryan Reynolds he teased he teased Deadpool eight. Two thousand thirty seven. Exactly. He made cameo. That boy, Ryan Reynolds is very confident, man. Uh, thanks, Kendall, for the uh, for the unverified segment. Um, we got uh, we got a show to recap, guys. To wrap this show, so this week we're doing Legion. Uh, there were a bunch of episodes that we haven't talked about in a while. I'm I'll be honest, I I wasn't crazy about this last one 
They came out. The one that came out this week. Okay. The one that said it was chapter twenty five. I thought it was a good episode. Um, I'm a fight I, you. I, I, uh, okay, let's talk about <laughs> it. All right, Kendall's ready to get down. Let's talk about it. I mean, so this was a a a Sid centric episode, which is not why I disliked it. I like Sid. Sid's actually one of my favorite characters on the show. Um, and I thought the Sid episode from last year, I think, was nominated for Jenny. It wasn't. It was in the conversation. It was yeah, in the conversation. It was an excellent episode. It was one of the best. It was probably I think, the best episode. I think of the it season. was nominated. Yeah, it was definitely the best episode of the season last year to me. Uh, so it, that wasn't it. I just this episode. You gonna have to help me because I, I had trouble following what was going on. Well, I mean, look, I'm not the person to, to break down the, the legion. Well, that's yeah, part the, of the, 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 the legion. I can't tell you everything. Well, well all I can Kendall's, say Kendall's is so, so for those who did not watch, go to Wikipedia. So who didn't watch episode said. After she uh, she was smart to try to switch bodies with David, to try to um, to try to uh, negate David, which I thought really that this episode before was fantastic. That's really the episode I loved. But um, in that episode, she, switching switching with David to negate him and to being uh, overwhelmed by David's multiple personalities, really for the first time we're seeing them like in its essence and the way Legion as a show introduced us to that and then each introduced us to his persona as legion that was a massive was wild massive reveal massive yeah. part of this episode part of this series let alone this that episode in that season um but this episode kind of comes out of that which is probably why it was so disappointing to me because that was such a big reveal that we had nothing on and it went back to sid who i guess was in her whole mind the whole time and it was her way of trying to fight out of it but it started with her back with uh, Oliver and the other woman, who I don't remember what happened to them last season. I don't remember either. I are forgot. they dead or are they not? I don't know what their deal is. I know Oliver was being controlled by. I thought by he got Shadow killed game. somehow, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I gotta look that up. I gotta but, look it up too. But regardless, we're introduced to those two characters again, and it's she's living in this like alternate reality where first they're living in like a plant, and then oh yeah, didn't Farouk tell him to just go? I thought Farouk told you it was like, yeah, just go, just walk. And he just it was like walking out to like nowhere. I forgot I forgot exactly what happened to Oliver. So so in this episode, Sid is 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 living in alternate reality where she starts off as a baby and we see her grow up into this person. And I didn't really get the point of the episode. I guess it was standing up to your fears. I don't know. It didn't make much sense to me. It was now, that's not to say that there wasn't a story to be had. There definitely was. Legion is an extremely smart show. They were trying to do something. I just don't think they executed it well. It was it was too weird. Uh, I mean, like... If you got any of that stuff, then you probably... Maybe that's why you liked it more than I did. Yeah, I just didn't I, get anything from it. Like... I thought it was a way Obviously, of like, the... And that's the thing. Legion definitely has, like, those episodes where, like, it feels filler because... Like, it's kind of going in circle. It's kind of in this, like, completely different even world that, like, is with the main story, you know? And, like, so I agree in that perspective. Like, I can see I didn't like it. But I've taken myself out of, like, the Legion main story and, like, just, like, I'm accepting whatever Noah Hawley wants to show us <laughs> week in, week out, you know, trying to understand it. And it, I mean, I thought, like, for a contained episode, you know, outside of the context of the season, I thought it was I thought it was good content. I thought it was a fun episode. To, I would say fun, but I thought it was a uh, interesting episode to watch. Um, the the I mean the the whole story. I mean, like what you know, Oliver trying to trying to like you know like raise Sid, but yeah. like you know 
she's like kind of skeptical and like it, it was just it was it was always it was weird. But um, then you had that wolf character that was like weird. Like it was was I supposed to know who that was? I don't know. Uh, I don't you know. know his name was. was Jerome, but I don't I don't remember that character in Legion. Yeah, oh, no, I think the new character. Um, but like I don't know. I. I, I can see how if you look at it in the context of the season, it's kind of random. It's kind of like, do we need this? But like, I mean, look, this is this this show is like I again I, I've I stopped trying to connect the dots with a lot of these things that happen, and again, just take it take it episode by episode out of context. And I, I thought this was, this one was enjoyable in that scenario, just like I thought the one with Charlie Xavier was enjoyable if you take it out of context. In context, it's also kind of like. I mean, I don't, I mean, I didn't need this, but, I mean, if you take it for what it is, I thought that was also a very, very good episode. I mean, I thought, I thought this last episode was, uh, I thought it was fascinating. I wasn't as, I mean, it seemed to me that she was like, because they said they were in the astral plane. Yeah. So I'm like, yes. okay, so they're in the astral plane. Uh, we're stuck in the astral plane. The other lady with the psychic powers in the astral plane. Sid gets sent there and he said, oh, this is where, where you go when you're completely forgotten about or something. Now I remember, okay, so David, like, stripped her mind. I thought he had basically, like, wiped her mind. But she, like, ended up there. Because, like, she, like, didn't exist anymore. He, like, almost, like, destroyed her mind. Mm. So, like, her whole consciousness... Something happened. I don't know what happened. <clears throat> but something happened where her whole consciousness was just done. So she got sent over there. And basically, like, like you said, like, lived this whole second life. Which is, like... Um, Obviously, I don't think David intended that, you know. But she ended up living a second life, and Oliver ended David up finding her. David didn't intend anything. Legion did all of that. Well, yeah, right. So, like, so yeah, she ended up just living the second life, um, in the astral plane, and uh, yeah, and then and then uh, Oliver ended up. I don't know if he remembered who he was or whatever, because they it seemed like at first they didn't know who they were. They're like, oh, I feel like I remember her and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, it's just, you know, oh, time for you to go back. And it's like, oh, okay, so I guess they know who they are now. I don't know if they ever did, but I think they knew that whatever they were trying to do, that their job was done. Right. That's how right. I interpreted that. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought the episode was okay. Um, I think overall this season, I, I feel like this season's kind of been getting better as it went along. Because uh, at first, I was kind of like, you know, uh, okay. I still, I still kind of don't buy that they... Uh, if I have one criticism of the season, I think it's just that they're the fact that they're like just with Alfarouk now, that they just trust him now. And I'm like, I don't think that makes any sense. I mean, he was still. I feel like if you judge his actions from the beginning, he's still clearly not a good person. So well, why he kinda, would you, he's like, kind of the reason why most of them are dead after chapter twenty four, right? Because he blows yeah. up their plan, right? He's so like, your plan. We need to fight this guy head on, and then he he loses, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, I mean, like, and I feel like they should have seen something like that coming because he's clearly not a good dude. Like, yeah, I guess for them. Their thing is just like, oh, well, Legion's going to, you know, I, Legion's the bigger yeah, enemy. I think I would have liked to have seen them be more cautious with Afaru. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I, I think I, that I get them working it. with him because they feel like it. Legion is this overarching evil, which the more you watch, the more you understand. Right. Um, 
But I agree with that. I think that they could have done a little more to be like, hey, calm down, homie. Like, we, you don't really even trust you that much. But you're only here because you're the only right. chance we have. Which is kind of a, which is kind of like a, a, a trope almost with these, whenever the good guys team up with the bad guys. Like, well, we still don't like you. Right, we yeah. still don't trust they, you. This, this show just ignored that whole part. Yeah, they just completely ignored that. Yeah, it's so. a little weird. I think that, um... I do, uh, I I do think that for as a season, this has been a strong season. Even if I didn't like that episode, I think that episode was the first episode I didn't like, maybe of the entire series. Um, I thought that chapter, uh, what was it, twenty twenty two, the the basically the Professor X story, yeah, um, was entirely uh, fascinating and really well told. Um, there were a lot of horror elements, a lot of really sweet moments. Like it just was really. If you really wanted to tell the tragic story of somebody, I thought that that was a really good way of uh, of doing that. Right. And um, the guy that played Professor X did a good job. He did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He was uh, he was excellent. Um, man, I tell you what, for a show that needed to uh, credibly turn their char- main character into a villain and make us believe it, this show has done a great job. He's impossible to root for now. Even though you root for him because yeah. you know how tormented he is. But, like, in terms of, like, what he's doing, I mean, he's his, he's getting to the point now, and I think they're doing it on purpose, where he doesn't know right from wrong, which yeah. is the, that's when you're at the, the, the completely helpless point of your mind state. Because yep. uh, Switch is like, are these people dead? He's like, yeah, almost all of them. He's like, that doesn't make you feel bad? He's like, oh, I mean, when we fix everything, none of this will matter anyway. And it's like... Well, that's that's not the answer you would have hoped to have heard from him. If for someone, if you're rooting for, for his character, um. So his his, I mean, I in terms of you know Jenny Nami, I I think uh, his portrayal of David Holler is absolutely worthy of once again a nomination for best hero or whatever we're calling. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, can we might, even call him? He might not even be hero. Maybe he's, new maybe he's villain. Which he'd be the first person ever to cross over. But whatever we're calling him, <laughs> he deserves a nomination. Because um, him transforming into Legion, again, it was... He's talking about OMG moments. It was an OMG moment for me. That was a, that was a huge moment when he... When he uh, when you see, again, his his personalities manifest themselves. And what's crazy is we've seen a couple of times those people come out, but mm-hmm. never it never dawned on me that those were actually his personalities until that moment when he was taken out of his body. And it was just in, in Sid was alone with just his personalities, right? And Legion is the one that takes over when it's time to wreck everything and throw down, and uh, is in completely unstable as we see. What do you guys think of those time eaters? The uh, the whatever the demons. Things um, are pretty creepy. Boy, I wasn't sure what I thought of them, but. How they, how they displayed them were really was really cool. I mean, you have yeah. never. I mean, this the visual stuff in the show. Yeah, the visuals, it's, it's the audio. Yeah, no Holly, man. It's Crazy. stupid. See why it's, people it's completely insane. Like Fargo. Like, like, I mean, the episode when time is collapsing. Oh yeah. How crazy. they shot that? I don't. I don't know how you even go into like a film, a set, and shoot that to make it work like that. Like, I don't. I don't know how he did that. Like, I don't know how visually in your head when you're having these people act these scenes, how you make that work. And he did it in a way that was uh, 
that was awesome. And Fruit gets sent to that place, and he's just like, yeah, you know, in that four by himself, and the way they're shooting those things. I mean, it's just so crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. Harley is a is an unbelievable talent as a as a creator, and and we we see it with the with this, but but again, Dan Stevens, his portrayal of a of of Holler has been uh, really great. Then you think so? We're getting more Professor X. I think he might even be in the next episode. I was gonna say, I hope this isn't the last we've seen him. No, it looks like I mean, from the next time on Legion part, it looked like he's in the next episode. We have only have two more episodes left. Hmm. It's also important to note that Holly wrote chapter twenty five, and he's writing the next two episodes too. It's oh. really putting his So this this end will is, be is this the end of all the series? him. Yeah, this is the end. Hmm. Yeah, this show is leaving its mark, though. There's no other show. Yeah. There's no other superhero show like this. Absolutely. And I don't know if there will be one <laughs> like this. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Any 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 last thoughts on uh, on what we've seen from Legion? How do we think this is gonna end? Um, I mean, Professor X. I I don't know. I mean, could we see something where Professor X and Legion face off? Some time travel. It, to me, it feels like that has to be how this ends. I agree. That's has to me. That has to be. It has to be Charles being the only person who could who could take down his out of control son. Hmm. That to me is what that that is what to me that it seems to me they're lining up for. And I'd be very that bad. would be a very very satisfying way to to end this series. I agree. I think, I think that would be great. That may have been the whole premise for this whole time travel thing. Yeah. Was to find a way to get Professor X onto the show. And they've created Legion. They've created such a powerful character. I mean, I, I, Chapter 24 is one of my favorite episodes of the series. And also, I think, Jenny Worthy. Um, it's, I mean, when he's going, when he's on that ship, you know, how he's just taking these people apart. It's just... Or even when he's in, he gets into the into the truck. The yep. people running into him, he just those people just blow up as soon as they come next to him. He goes into the truck, throws people in between the walls. Like he's he's just he's he's his power level is just absurd now. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's something else. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap the show though this week, guys. So hope you guys uh, enjoyed listening to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. We're um, here every week breaking down the latest. When it comes to superhero, uh, superhero movie and news, movie tele, movie and television news, uh, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. Check us out on social media at New Generation Pod on Twitter, New Generation Podcast on Instagram, New Generation Media on Facebook. Follow Shamari on Snapchat and uh, Instagram MCSham22. Follow me on Twitter EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram, Action EJ. Once again, that is it for us this week. We will, we will be back next week with more Hero Talk. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.